You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! On tonight's episode of Hey Mitch, getting to know your geek leaders, we have the twoest, the two newest members, not the twoest, but the two newest members <laughs> of the, the media network, Keith and Josue, the podcaster hosts of We Have Issues and Jukebox. Nope. It's mm-hmm. Jukebox Redux. Vertigo. 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 <laughs> My brain is a little fried right now. I am so sorry, but hey, guys. That's why we're the twoist. <laughs> How is it going on this week for you? For you two? Uh, okay. Um, it's been a long week of work. It's a Friday, so glad that's done with. Um, that's right. We had a, a a strange episode of our show this week. Um, yeah. We tend to lean very Marvel heavy, and there wasn't a lot of Marvel books out this week, so that was interesting. And uh, but we got a bunch of number ones, a bunch of really cool stuff, and we had a great interview with Jed McKay, and yeah. he just got assigned to a Moon Knight book, and <laughs> he was only able to share that information the day after we interviewed him. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> I would. I, I know he would have told us too, and I asked him beforehand, "Hey, do you got anything else?" He's like, "Uh, no." (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, there was a part where he was like about to say something, and then like something he he got tripped up, and then he was you were like, "Well, wait, what were you about to say?" And he's like, "Oh, let's just say I was gonna say those guys at Boom are great." Like it was. Oh, (laughs) motherfucker! I was just like, I was like, because I knew about the Moon Knight stuff after. Or before I I heard I listened to the podcast, so I was like, I wonder if he was about to say it right there, and then he decided mm-hmm. to back off. Yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a, a nice nice uh, grab for us. I would have loved to have broken that. That would everybody cool. have to reference Geek Elite and all their their you know like <laughs> press releases. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Yeah, no, the it, it it was a really really good good interview, and uh, I'm glad that you uh, both were able to do that and uh, talk to him. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. It's just to be able to pick the brains of like comic creators is just is so cool. Especially when going into it, um, Keith goes like, "Hey, I just read his Daredevil run." Is like, "Excuse me, his what?" And then talking and talking to him, like finding out that it's like I didn't know he wrote this like super dope like bridging chapter to Dare to the Daredevil mythos. And it's like, oh fuck, we get to interview this guy. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I yeah. like that part where he came in. He's like, uh, the editor told me you start off in the hospital. All right, cool, cool. Where do I get to end it at? He leave. He's leaving the hospital. He's like, oh, so the whole run is in the hospital. Okay, got it. It's so important, yeah. though. It's really cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, like, what is it that made the two of you want to podcast? Um. So we were originally part of a group of friends uh, that uh, we varyingly knew each other. Uh, For instance, I didn't know Josue. I've never met Josue in real life. Right. Um, I didn't know him in person. Yeah, no, never met in person. So and we've been doing this about a year and a half, almost almost two years. About almost going to two. Yeah. yeah. So we've been. uh, We only know each other through online and through through podcasts, but we both. Lived in Yuma. Uh, I probably actually thought about. I've probably seen Josue without realizing it because <laughs> I worked. I, I worked at Hastings. Oh yeah. And anyone who lives in Yuma goes to Hastings, you know. So or went I probably Hastings. saw him at some point buying some or went to his rest yeah. in peace. Uh, oh. So um, yeah, but no, we've never met in person, but we had we had mutual friends, and they kind of mm-hmm. pulled this all together. Um, 
as so we were doing four shows a week together so we got to know each other very very well very quickly mm-hmm. um and we were the two we make the joke that we were the iron men we never missed a show <laughs> so we did the we did the four shows and i would i would trash talk him if he thought like he thought about missing or it'd be like the iron man here and we never missed an interview like we are always to, you know doing stuff together and we were pr- pretty much the only ones mm-hmm. because i think everybody else had some you know, real life commitments that we don't have, <laughs> so <laughs> like kids and stuff. So we were the only ones who could really steadfastly do it. And we have issues originally started off with um, with four people, but real life commitments came in. People started dropping off, being like, "I just don't have time for this." And um, slowly but surely, we broke it down into just the two of us, and occasionally our co-host Liz, who I do want to mention. Uh, Liz Woo. is in- integral that we have issues. You won't hear her very often yes. on on air with us, but uh, she I could not do this show without her. That's <laughs> what I'll say. Uh, <laughs> she's very much behind the scenes and helping and she does pitch in when she can. She's just going to school right now is all it is. So, um, but yeah, good, so I, I recruit- producers always, you know, perfect for for a podcast. So it's awesome. Yeah, and she's great. So she um. So she jumped in with the two of us and we just kind of did our own thing and we kind of found our own way with the show. Um, and at near the same time we started doing that, we spun off with, uh, well, we had a show about what are you playing, like video games. And sometimes Josue would be like, I don't play too many video games, but I did play some music this week. And so we just start talking about music right in the <laughs> middle of our video game show. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, if you're going to talk about music, I'm going to talk about music. And then our and our other co-hosts <laughs> were like, well, I like music too. So we'd spend 30 minutes talking about music in the middle of this video game show. And then we're like, why isn't this just its own show? <laughs> and so we spun that off and we were like, well, let's do a music-based show. And then I'll kind of let Josue tell you about it because that's his his baby. Um, but it, obviously yeah. it came from all of us, but Josue is the really one that really took it on. But uh, that's when we got more experience with each other. And uh, I mean... I love comics, but you really get to know somebody really well when you listen to music with them and compare music's taste. I think that's oh, totally. it. So, yeah, Josue, why don't you tell them about that one? Uh, yeah, I know. So it really did start out with, like, I really, I'm the type of person that just does play just almost one video video game at a time. If I'm splitting it, it's just because it's probably, like, one, I can just turn my brain off, like something like Dead Cells, like a Roguevania, something I can just get my my mind lost in. And if it's a story game, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to give it all a focus in because sometimes it'll have a little spark. Like, I might want to platinum this bitch, so... Uh, so that happens, but again, so then I was like, actually, I'm not, I'm not, I might not have enough content to put out this part of the podcast. So I, I just started with sh- shouting out, uh, since I'm, I am playing music, play on words. Uh, I was going to shout out like one indie band, like a week or something. And then everybody started like throwing in their picks, like, oh shit, this is really cool. And so, and then thus one day spawned out, I was like, Hey, everybody shout out their one favorite or like two, like nineties hip hop tracks. And it's like, okay, actually let me just jot these down as I was, I was saying them. And then thus spawned into, it used to be called the Infinite Playlist. And then, so so and so happened at the end, like so many rebrands and neat, uh, new names, I ended <laughs> up with Jukebox, Jukebox Vertigo. Because in the end, I mean, I do, do love a Jukebox. I grew up uh, around having a Jukebox, or like my stepdad's dad had one. And we'd be over there all the time and just hit the free button and just like start clicking away all the songs and getting into Lost in the Oldies. So that was really cool experiencing that. So I've always loved Jukeboxes. And then what I found love about like, getting all of our picks rounded together and then putting out somewhere public uh, i have to listen to these tracks and it's like cool i love my songs obviously but then it's the next person's songs the next person's song then keith's song and it goes back to mine and in between those it's just like we have give me like uh album closers is one of my favorite ones it was one of my favorite topics i love a good album closer for an album these guys have a wide variety of like what album closers they would pick and then so I'm, when i when i put these together it's just really fun because I'm listening to them. Uh, once I'm done with them, I do put them out publicly so people can experience th- this part too. And that's where the vertigo happens. There's almost a musical vertigo happens because this wide range of music just because I love my rock music, but then there's like a whole, there's going to be a sandwich in the middle of before I get to my next track. And it's going to be like, it's going to hit, hit with different feels. And then you realize that it's like, it's all connected through this one theme. <laughs> and it's just so much fun to do. Yeah. Just as an example, um, we just put out our first episode of the the reboot yeah and we had daniel from geek elite on there and he went right before me and just to give you an idea of how crazy the playlist could be it went from slipknot to stevie wonder and it was just <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's it's one of our crazier ones i love that i mean that's that's 
it's such a unique way of looking at music. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that, that we, we have now through you, uh, able to have music as a topic is for one of our podcasts. It's been a, it's definitely oh, been cool. a lacking, uh, topic, uh, for, mm-hmm. uh, on, on the, on the network. So that's dope. And that's really why I kind of came down to like afterwards, once like the show was kind of being constructed is, uh, like, how can I kind of take this, like, to another step? Or how can I engage with an audience if there ever is going to be one? And it's like, you know what? Let's just put out this public playlist and, like, put this, like, ha- like the last playlist, since, like, since we did start it over, joining Geek Elite, the last playlist made it to 598 songs. We were just too shy away from 600. So, it, but it spans. And then you just get lost in this, like, whole catalog. And it's like, how does this really work? And then if you just listen to the show, I might put out an actual public list on how it's been going. So, so people can, can keep track that way or why certain songs are placed certain uh, in certain places. Once it reaches like 100 plus, it'll happen really really quickly. But yeah, I, I, how can I engage with the audience? It's like, you know what, let me put out this playlist and hopefully people can enjoy it too. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love all of that. that that's that's pretty great. Now, but why is it that you dis- you each decided to start podcasting? Like, I understand that it was a group thing, <laughs> but like... What what made you click in your mind that was like, you know what? Everybody else needs to know my opinion on things. <laughs> um, anyone who knows me personally knows that the two things that I like to do is talk and share my opinion. <laughs> um, so uh, I love to talk. I uh, took radio courses in college. I was a radio t- a television major for a while, actually, uh, before switching over to journalism and English. And... Um, I just love talking. I've always been told, hey, you're really good at talking. And a lot of people, like my friends, would tell me, you're really good at recommending things. You're good at explaining to me why I should get something, uh, why this movie is good, what's, what's good about it, what I specifically would like about it, things like that. So I've always liked that. Um, I never thought about turning towards a broadcasting kind of thing. I mean, beyond like maybe, like I said, that flirtation with radio, which I enjoyed. Um, briefly worked on a jazz station in college, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then just something like I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and sometimes I'm like, this is a really popular podcast and I think I could do this, you know, like I think <laughs> yeah. this is something I could do. And it really appealed to me. And, um, maybe it's just, you know, having a career, you know what I mean? You get, you get into a career and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And then you're like, I got to find something else. Like, like <laughs> even if it's just for fun, you know, something fulfilling. And yeah, that's kind of what it led to, towards that direction. Because originally we were talking about just doing written reviews and editorials. And I was like, that's not really the the way society is going. Like, those, those still exist. Don't get me wrong. But um, like, people want to hear. People want People want to put their headphones in and listen to it not necessarily you know go and sit down and read several pages of a written review like that's just not the way that you know society goes so yeah i think i just was like we're gonna do something let's do it this way so yeah on my side i was in a hole of emotions at the time (laughs) i had just finished reading um all the fables collectively and i had wow. nobody to talk to <laughs> and then like a few months later is like uh, our buddy is like hey we're we're doing this thing is he want to join over it's like absolutely i need to talk <laughs> please um no podcast podcasting things is uh, podcasting has always been like a thing to wanting to do but i just never had the equipment or just like the know-how to actually really start it so i was like you know what cool like starting with a group would be so much fucking fun because I just have all this useless knowledge that I should I would love to get out to somebody to anybody I would like to li- to to listen to because well, I just I just draw in just so much useless information of like trivia and comics and and music music just never stops music just always evolves which is uh, I'm glad I was able to sneak in the music into incorporating into a show because that I, that was actually the, the surprise of that's not really where it started so that was cool mm. yeah so what what podcast do you two listen to. Oh man, um, I listen to a lot of Geek Elite Media actually. Yeah, um, I listened to the Mitch and Rich show. I mentioned or listen to Hey Mitch. Uh, I love your. I, I love the interviews. I was actually just catching up on a few the oh, other day, you. and I, I I went to I got to the one with the the guy from uh, Another Point of View. Okay, um, point of and view. that was 
a certain point of view. Yeah, it's sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his interview he did about uh, learning costuming and everything like that. I really dug that interview. That was really cool. So yeah, um, I like love of pages too. Um, outside oh, God, of yeah. Yeah, outside of Geek Elite, um, I listened to one called Song versus Song. And that's kind of what, when we started developing the jukebox, uh, I was like, there's not a lot of podcasts about music. That's interesting. Because, you know, there, there really isn't comparatively. I thought that's fairly interesting. That's something. And it's because um, one of the people I look up to the most, uh, his name is Tom Campbell. He's from England and he's a podcaster slash radio presenter. Um, he works for Cultaholic and uh, also he works for the BBC. Um, I saw a really interesting uh, podcast he did that was almost an interview where he said he gave advice to people wanting to make a podcast, which was basically no one cares what you think if they don't care about you. And he's like, so if you're Joe and Bob and you're going to start a podcast, you're going to talk about TV shows. No one cares. There's a billion of those. (laughs) You have to have something unique. You know, you have to have a unique hook. Y- your your closest friends and relatives will listen. Is basically what he said, and that's pretty much all you'll get. He's like, you got to find a unique hook. So, and that's what kind of led to when we ended up doing the jukebox. Is I listened to this one called Song versus Song, which they take two songs that are very similar and they compare them, and they have a vote, they have a poll, which one's better. So it might be like. Um, like a Cardi B song versus a Megan The Stallion song or <laughs> Billy Joel versus Elton John, you know, or something like that. And they always have this really interesting thing and they have these unique hooks where they ask these questions like one of their questions is one of these songs has to be covered by William Shatner. Which one would it be? You know, and just like unique stuff like that. That's a lot of fun. And I was like, this is a hook. And so when we started formulating this, I'm like, we could do a music podcast, but we need a hook. And that's kind of where that came from is song versus song in my head. Um, I also listen, I listen to so many podcasts. Um, there's one called musical explaining, which I got into. It's only about 20 episodes right now where a girl who loves musicals explains musicals to her friend who hates musicals. And then they watch the musical and he's just angry the entire time. It's great. Um, yeah, I, I started listening to, Oh, good. I was going to say that that reminds me of like, did you do, did either, either one of you watch Parks and Rec? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the part where uh, uh, Leslie is talking to Anne and she's, and Anne's like, I don't even like the Harry Potter movies. You made me watch all of them. And she goes, How dare you? You love the Harry Potter movies. You watched all of them. It's like, the guy says he doesn't like, like musicals. And she's like, Well, how, how can you say that? You have yeah. a podcast where you watch musicals. Exactly. <laughs> But my biggest ones, I guess, to to wrap up my podcast is uh, Cultaholic. Uh, Cultaholic is a wrestling uh, channel, and uh, I'm a big pro wrestling fan, so I listen to their stuff. But it's beyond pro wrestling because I really admire their talent as pre- as presenters. Uh, so I I really get a lot from them. And then uh, their partnership with Triple Jump, which is a video game channel, and uh, they're really dry and British, and they're so funny. <laughs> and I, I I take a lot from them. Those are the two I listen to pretty much every week. The Cultaholic one can hit like almost three hours, but I, I listen to it every week. It's just hilarious. So, yeah, just and I'll pick up any podcast at any time. If it looks good, I'll give it a listen. So that's a lot for me. So <laughs> sounds like uh, uh, Kevin Smith's Fat Man Beyond. I listen to that every week and that, that sometimes <laughs> they can get two and a half, almost three hours. And I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, Kevin, I love you, but you, you know, you, you, you kind of get off track. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I I don't really listen to Fat Man Beyond because I tend to listen to like lower profile podcasts. I guess is the way to put it. Mm. Like you know, yeah. Um, I I, I, I want to you know support the up and comers. I guess I don't know. I so. mean that that's that's the hope that other people were going to listen to us, right? Yeah, yep, that's right. <laughs> what about you? Oh, and a sh- oh. shout really quick shout out uh, to our friend Mars. Uh, oh, we listen yeah. to her podcast too. Hosway, you can tell them about Mars. Uh, Mars, a friend of ours, uh, through Twitter. Uh, she, uh, she has a YouTube channel where she has a bunch of different, uh, honestly, comic. Re- are, are, they are comic related videos. Like, there's one where, like, the the Suicide Squad, Mitch, the the new movie. Okay. Out of the, all the characters, do you actually know most of them? All of them? Uh, Any of them? Of the new characters, I know. <laughs> of, the, of the new characters, I I know I know three of them. Cool. Where Mars has a really dope video where she actually explains. Every single one of them, like then the history of them, and like their whole their whole profile, wow. it's actually really cool. 
and then on Sundays she gets together with um I'm, well, I'm from I'm from Portland. There's uh, another local podcaster here, and she, well, Mars is also from the East Coast, and they get together on Sundays for casually comics. Yeah, and they just uh they basically do a uh, kid and I do just review comics of the week. It's really cool. Yeah. Their YouTube channel is called Comics Will Break Your Heart. Yeah. Comics will break your heart. All right. Sounds great. Uh, it's funny that you, uh, friends of mine that are also uh, in uh, on a podcast, a movie podcast called Let's Rewatch, they're, two of them out of the four are up in Portland. So, Oh, nice. We should uh, see if you guys can, I can get you guys on their show. Oh, that'd, be so, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, my, my quick uh, podcast, uh, so we can just quickly move on to the next one. Um, I honestly, since I've, picked up podcasting i've listened to less podcasts now since i've like also listened to our stuff and now branching into geekly i uh, love listening to you guys but the stuff i used to listen to or listen to a lot more stuff that's kind of still stayed with me well forever will be uh welcome to night Vale. i was a sucker for it when it first came out oh eight years ago now 2013 <laughs> the guy and it's been such a ride I, I love that one it's like have you ever heard it it's uh like the fake it's like uh it's like it was by like 20 to 30 minutes long and it's like a fake uh, uh, newscast uh, from like a remote town in the desert, somewhere between like New Mexico and Arizona, and just weird shit happens there. It's just, but it's like through this broadcaster, Cecil Baldwin does an amazing job being a great uh, radio jockey. Uh, and then my hook for it, uh, why I was always into it, was um, as he's like cap- uh, recapping with the events of like the news events for the, the town. At one point, he'll go, and now the weather. And a song will pop in, like a random song will pop in. I was like, you know what? This is fucking awesome. So I've always been a sucker for Welcome to Night Vale. It's just such a beautiful podcast. Um, when it was on, I love. As a comedian, that I really like uh, Adam Clayton Holland. He had a a podcast called My Dining Room Table, and it was just like a back and forth, uh, a conversation one with uh, which a bunch of different comedians because uh, he's from Denver and he just kind of wanted to bring up the the Denver scene. So that was that was one of my favorite ones. So I, I love kind of following comedians on their podcast. And then the last one, speaking of comedians, is depending on the movie, if I know it and I just want to hear them talk shit about it, I love How Did This Get Made. Oh, I love that show, with, too. Uh, yeah, it's really good, right? <laughs> yeah, depending on the movie, I won't listen to every episode. It just depends if, I, if I'm familiar with it. And it's like, I just want to hear them just go rip this movie apart. Yeah, uh, I mean... I would say probably three quarters of the time I'm familiar with the movie that they're talking about. But even if it's mm-hmm. a movie that I've never seen, I'll, I'll still listen to it. And I'll be like, because because sometimes it's like those Hallmark movies. And I'm like, yeah, of course, I've never seen yeah. this. So but I'm, <laughs> and I'm not going to go like search it down. But I want to hear what they have to say. I, mean, I love Jason Manzoukas. And like any opinion he'll have, I'll just God is the best. Yeah. Like, w- w- I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but like, did you know that he always wears the same outfit, like when he's not filming? No shit, no. <laughs> yeah, like that was, a, it was when I found that out. I was like, that's the strangest. Thing. But that's the thing. It's like that way he never has to decide what he's wearing. It's always blue jeans and a white button up. Like that's it. And it's just, oh my god, you look up pictures of him. That's what he's wearing. Yeah, he, he just pull it off though. <laughs> he does. He really it's does. That beard. It's that fucking beard. <laughs> What has been the biggest challenge for each of you in podcasting? Um, when we were running so many shows a week, it was literally having something to talk about. Yeah. Um, specifically the video game one. Uh, typically, you only play like one video game a week anyways, you know, and to get a new game every week and play it and record everything else and read all your comics... It became like a second job. It was a lot. And um, I definitely think that show suffered the most, even though I did enjoy doing it. It was we just didn't have much to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think that's that was the hardest part was just I, I got down to the point where I had a note on my phone of what did I do this week? So I could <laughs> remind myself when it's time to record. And I'm kind of like. This, this, I don't know. It just didn't feel genuine. And then, like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, just just getting the content. That's why when we when we started to do our shows, we focused on the two we really wanted. You know, music, comics. That's what we do. And we're going to be doing those anyway. So there's no commitment. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was the biggest challenge for me um, beyond technology. You know. <laughs> yeah. It really was kind of that for me too. Just kind of um, 
after a while, once I started getting used to it or like kind of getting rolling with like, yeah, it's, it's podcasting time for the week. It was that. It was just like, damn, what's my content? Ooh, what am I going to provide? And it's like, yeah, like when I'm rummaging through, like, yeah, it really kind of was like the video game one because even like I stated before, I just play like the one or maybe two at a time, even then. Um, yeah, I think that was a challenge. It's like, how how does one come up with like, how, like to come up with new content on the spot, even though I'm kind of like, Still saying the same thing I kind of want to say last week, so I, or even then, just being like, I gotta grind like fucking at least like oh two nights into video games just so I can even like have something happen so I can talk about it, or just like just see yeah, or just state what I was playing, you know? Yeah, like when the Tony Hawk remake came out, there was three weeks in a row where I was literally like, <laughs> still playing Tony Hawk because it's incredible and I want to take my time. <laughs> Basically, like I just like I don't have much to tell you. I played Persona Five for like two months. And it's one of my favorite games ever. And I just kept being like, it's great. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just great. I, like, So, yeah, I think that was the important part. And we did find ways to fill the time. We, we had a lot oh, yeah. of games we played. We did some trivia bits and stuff. I started like bringing board game stuff or and card <laughs> yeah. game stuff, too. Yeah, we started talking about that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we find, find ways to fill it. But, yeah, I think that was the big thing, just finding the content when you have that many shows, you know? Yeah, I would imagine... Because, like you mentioned it with when you talked to Jed McKay, like you know you're close to over a hundred bucks a week on comic books. Then you throw in a six dollar video game a week, and then you also throw in however much money you need to pay for the so- the songs that you're going to be listening to if if you're or streaming services, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. It's it's going to all add up. So at any point, does any of it ever feel like a chore? or a job like like do you do you do you ever sit there and you're you're in the middle of a comic book and you're like oh i just have to get to the end of this now like kind of thing now comic, no if, yeah ahead, if it's a comic i'm not enjoying like maybe it's just like all right it's this one and then i'll get to my my marvel goodies you know but <laughs> uh but other than that like not, not not for comics like music is always just playing that that will never really feel like a chore uh, I think like I I know we're talking about the video games one, but if anything like the the watching stuff, especially when like all last year wasn't like a set thing of like, hey, we're gonna go to the movies and watch this new movie. I can't wait to talk about it on the podcast. Like that wasn't a thing. So like really like watching like getting into like ah, oh, what show do I really want to watch next, or what movie do I really want to stick on a new movie when new movies were barely a thing too. So I think that one's starting to feel like a chore of like watching new stuff. Yeah, I think. Um... Specifically for me, now that we're just doing the two shows, I think mm-hmm. it's really focused on us. And it's the two things that we can effortlessly enjoy and yeah. we can also talk about without having to really work at it. Um, previously, it would be it would be kind of difficult. And sometimes I want to watch a TV show and just enjoy it and not think about how am I going to talk about this? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, And sometimes, sometimes my opinion should be kept, you know, <laughs> a little more quiet um i'm very outspoken with something specifically joker i would my, my review of joker is legendary it's like 25 minutes long it's <laughs> i took notes it's <laughs> look, it's just and i was kind of like i shouldn't hate something that much i shouldn't have to talk about something i hate that much like i shouldn't have to watch this just because it's relevant and maybe at that point but to be honest if we have issues ended tomorrow. I'd still be getting every single one of these comics and I'd still be reading them. I might not yeah. be reading them as fast because we want to get them out as quick as possible. Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's a little bit of it, but no, I'd still be my, I'd still be listening to music. If anything, honestly, uh, jukeboxes made me enjoy music more. Honestly. Yeah. Because I've been keeping an eye on what's coming out. I've never really focused too much on what's coming out. And one of the great things about our usual cast of characters for jukebox is that we have incredibly, different taste in music yeah um whereas Josue, he's our indie boy <laughs> like he loves the indie he always brings up the artist no one knows and he uh he also uses a lot of spanish language tracks which i'm utterly unfamiliar with because i'm a lo- local white boy um and then our friend t-dog is old school rap and classic rock which i like classic rock but and a little bit of old school rap but he knows everything oh my god um, yeah our friend Crozen's like very much a producer. He knows dance tracks and things like that. He's also the emo boy. He likes that kind of era. <laughs> Love you, Crozen. And then my, yeah, and then myself. I'm just, I'm just a magical like musical. <laughs> I don't even know the word. I, I listen to everything. I, I listen to pop. That's the big thing. Is my my um. I listen to pop music. I like Taylor Swift. You know, like things like that. So you're a top um, forty person, just like me. But not just that. That's the thing. Like, and I also like so. 
like a perfect example is we the episode we just did spoiler for that episode it's your top three favorite songs ever and number three was the foo fighters number two was stevie wonder and number one was solomon burke (laughs) who is an r&b singer from way back in the day who is incredible (laughs) so it's just like and then also on top like my favorite albums last year were taylor swift and dua lipa but also like number three was the new foo fighters album (laughs) and the new weezer album was up there and also, uh, Riz Ahmed had a killer oh rap album last year. Like, so uh, just, yeah. So we like with these guys, especially, they really got me into listening to everything, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really cool. Like scrolling down what's new and being like, oh, what's this? Let's listen to it. So I just discovered an artist today that I would have never looked for, except for I'm like, hey, let's do this for Jukebox. And um, her name, I'm pulling it up right now, is Charlotte Lawrence. She's actually the daughter of the guy who, who uh, created Scrubs, uh, Bill Lawrence. Oh, and, yeah, and, nice. And his wife, and his wife Krista Miller. Um, it's their daughter, and she released uh, her album, and she just did an acoustic version of it uh, today or something. She just announced it, so I was like, "Hey, I'll listen to that." So never would have thought to listen to it without this. So, yeah, honestly, that that's that's one of the best parts too, where it's just like there. Uh, I, I expect there's a new Offspring album coming up when there's like two singles been coming out. The second one just came out, and it was like it was okay. Uh, but that being said, when the album's out, like now for sure, I will listen to it to either rag on it or be like, you know what? I was giving it too much shit. It's actually really good, and it provides like yeah, said content. So honestly, it's really cool to actively want to listen to new new music when it's been like when you look at the new releases and they, like you look at hey, Offspring got a new album. That's cool. Keep scrolling. Where now it's like you know what? I need to actively listen to this because it's part of me now. Yeah, the only struggle is Prozen is a big Kanye West fan, and he keeps leveraging kanye west into our playlist every time you can get <laughs> and we are all vehemently opposed so much that so was... that when we did our end of the year awards we all voted uh kanye west um uh, the album he did jesus album he did whatever it was called we voted that as the worst album pretty much unanimously i <laughs> <We laughs> got really annoyed with us uh so that, i guess that's one of the pluses to uh resetting the playlist even though i did suck like keith how do you feel that you couldn't fully put uh melancholy on it oh it'll happen it'll happen uh, so, one, over? so one of my goals with the playlist is to add every track of melancholy and infinite sadness by the smashing pumpkins on there which yeah. is a double disc it's like 24 tracks i will find a way to wedge every one of those songs on the playlist <laughs> somehow <laughs> i really like that that idea too and i was trying to do um jeff buckley's grace it's one of my ultimate favorite albums and i only got like three four songs in there so close <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so when you're picking your comic books, like obviously you don't do first, you're going to pick the the characters that you want to read. Like you, you're, you're going to pick the, the long running ones. I, uh, but like, what about when, you know, short runs come out or limited series? Like how, how do you decide? Do you go off of writer? Do you go off of artists? Do you go off both? Do you go off of company? It depends. Like it's either one or the other, but when it's both, it's like, oh fuck yeah, it's gonna be a good, a damn good book. <laughs> yeah, we um, we also have slightly different tastes in comics, which helps too. Mm-hmm. Um, Osway does tend more towards the indie books. Uh, he also tends towards the more action-oriented, gory or horror stuff. Yeah. Whereas I'm the gore isn't really my thing. It has to be done pretty well for me to really enjoy it. Which there are some great books that do it. Um, I'm more storytelling. Uh, I really tend towards fantasy um, and sci-fi stuff like that. And also, I tend towards Marvel really heavily. Big Marvel fan, have been since I was a child. Um, but honestly, like I'll give most Marvel books a try, but I don't usually follow the big ones. Like I don't, I don't get Avengers. I don't get Captain America really, but I do get the minis for side characters, which I really enjoy. And every X-Men book, though, I will always purchase every X-Men book. It's It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It could be X-Men. They, they could bring the X-Babies back, and I'd probably buy it. Like, <laughs> And then as far as independent stuff, um, it's really just kind of like you're standing at the wall, and you're like, am I going to give this a shot? Mm-hmm. Let's give it a shot, you know, or... <laughs> And we know enough. We know enough other people in the comic review industry now that I can see their opinions and figure out, hmm, do I want this? You know, so yeah. Um, but to a degree, I, I would say when we started, I I went by characters and publisher, but now I pay more attention to the creator. 
Like yeah. if you see if you teach, see Chip Zardsky on something, I'm like, well, I'm gonna get that, you know. Like, <laughs> or if Stephanie Hans is doing art, I'm like, we'll just add that to my box immediately. Like, that's the best artist on the planet right now. So yeah, I, I pay more attention to that now. But honestly, I'm willing to give anything a chance, and that's one of the reasons I'm going broke buying comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely fun. De- definitely also really lean towards Marvel over over the other house. Uh, but then I'm just like very particular with what heroes I really want to follow. I've just been set on following. Keith like just follow buys every uh, X Men book, which is fucking awesome right now. X House is just super good. Uh, but I'm in this whole. I- I've been in this hole where I've just been following Spider Man, just the mainline Spider Man, just so I can. I was in a bad relationship with uh, Dan Slott. I guess I still am. I very much still am. <laughs> uh, but I'll like <laughs> end up about that one. Uh, but I still have to follow it through. And now we have one of the honestly one of the best uh, Spider-Man runs like today because like Nick Spencer is just doing super fucking cool. It's some, so, something super cool with Spider-Man uh, where he just did the whole uh, Hydra cap over in the Captain America like four years ago now. And now he's been doing Spider-Man. It's been super cool just highlighting a bunch of like the C D list villains out of nowhere. Um, like Marco, the 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 Mountain Man, Mountain Man Marco, like makes yeah. an appearance. Like, when the fuck I actually have his first appearance like issue. Like, a friend a friend gave it to me. He's like, Hey, you like Spider-Man? You like comics? Here you go. And I was like, Oh, Mountain Man Marco, cool. And then literally I know that down the line he was just gonna be appearing part of the main line, and it's actually really cool. <laughs> Uh, but no, like I, I would, I'd love giving like the indie boys, like just like the indie comics, just all the chances in the world because they deserve to come up. There's so many great stories. Like we've seen all the Spider Mans, all the Supermans, that there's just like so many great gems that don't have capes, that don't have anything to do with uh, with capes and tights, and they're just some of the best comics you could just like like read. It's just awesome. I so I, I want to give all those uh, as many as I can a, sh- a shot. <laughs> yeah, Keith- and. Anything LGBT, we're gonna pick up. Just so you absolutely. Guys know. That's 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 catnip for us, especially if it's written by a woman. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Keith, has there been a book that uh, Josue like recommended that you were just like, I don't know if I want to do this, but you were completely turned around by the time you read it. <laughs> I know the exact book I'm thinking of. It's now Ooh. one of my favorite comic books, and I'm pretty sure it was Josue that turned me on to it. It might have been a friend of ours. But uh, the book is Die. Oh, God. Uh, by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. And it's incredible. I took a look at it. And I'm like, the art's really cool. But it seems like, you know, when you get high fantasy that's so high, you don't want it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, is this what this is? Because I just flipped through it. And then I was like, oh, I'll give it a chance. Stephanie Hans is a really good artist. And now it's just, <laughs> it's one of my favorite books. Um, Put it simply, it's Jumanji meets D and D. Only they only they go back as adults, and it's just it's fuck it's really good. <laughs> and it's the only time when we were interview when we've interviewed creators that I got starstruck was when I when we interviewed Stephanie Hans. <laughs> yeah. I was I was a mess. <laughs> so, um, but uh, that and then uh, I'm trying to think, Hostway, if you turn me on to anything else. There's something else that's just not occurring to me. I know you picked up another one post after I got it, and then you really. It really tur- it turned on into it, uh, and it was a horror one. The the autumnal, oh, the autumnal with Vault, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a horror guy, but he's like, no, no, pick this up, and it's really good. And it's not it's not super gory or anything like that, which I dig. It's more suspenseful. Yeah, it's very. I I don't want to say it's Stephen King, but it's very Joe Hill, which is his son. Oh fuck uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like it, and I really like it, and. The protagonist might be my favorite non-superhero protagonist in comics. Like, I absolutely love her. Like, so yeah, yeah, the autumnal, definitely, yeah. And Josue, same question to you: Is there a book oh, that yeah. he turned you on that you really were not into? <laughs> yeah, it's for <laughs> sure. Knows. It's for sure. Like, there's this one book I was, I was gonna, I was gonna avoid. I mean, not that I didn't want to read it. It was just like, well, I know Keith's gonna get it. I'll just like set it up so I, I, maybe I don't have to get it. I'll hear about it. And it's really cool. But then, like, he started talking about it. Everybody started talking about it. And it's like, I fucked up because books like these are so hard to find by the, even by the second issue, especially when they sell out and you have to go through second printings. And it's really not my jam to get those. But goddamn, Seven Secrets hmm. is a book to look out for. It, that, that one. It's just so damn good. <laughs> wow, what a yeah. book. It, it's a, The premise is just like, what are like the most important seven secrets in the world that have been around forever, maybe ever? Um, 
And then, yeah, we just have to keep them. We have to keep the secrets a secret. But like, what are they? That is the question, right? But only you start finding, you start getting in love. We start falling in love with all the characters. Every single person just matters, and just like, yeah, sure, the secrets. But like, these people can't fucking die. These people have to just stay here forever, <laughs> because like, ah, uh, it's just so heavy. It can be so heavy, but we have stuff like, like I made my partner read it recently uh, for this week for seven to come out, and like her favorite bit was like the fact that they decided to include at least like one of the locations is Antarctica, but the the sea bolt. And it's like, yeah, that would be a, a super important place to just like to keep or to hold. And but is that part of the secret? Like, I don't know, because they don't really reveal every single one off the bat. But uh, is it such an incredible, incredible book? And I'm, I was so late on it, but I'm so glad I'm, I'm on it now. It's definitely one I would recommend for non-comic readers, too. Um, yeah. If I were to pitch it to you, it'd be like Uncharted plus Kingsman plus something more spy like i don't know like it's 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 just this big epic adventure secret societies actually protecting the world uh magical things but with really deep dark character development that's just amazing and just oh it's so good and over on the marvel side um like a book i've never even read like before like before like yeah any any at any point it was a power pack and they recently had a, a, a recent mini and like, and Keith like had talked about it like in passing through other comics or through, or through creators. And it's like, I've always read these before as we're, we're starting out and I'm going, cool. There's a new mini and they Keith was last time power pack had a, a run or a mini. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like, you know what, let me jump on this and like get to know these characters, like be around, especially because the event that was kind of like, they were being incorporated into was also like at least relevant. So like, let me get to know these cats. And yeah, these these four kids, these four siblings are just super cool. <laughs> who who is the creative team on, on Secret Seven? Tom or Taylor. Seven yeah, Seven Secrets. It's Tom Taylor, Daniel Din. Oh, you you would ask me this. I always say this wrong. Say it. The Nucolo. Daniel Dinuculo. Thank you. Dinuculo, and yeah. Walter Biamonte uh, does the coloring, and I'm trying to remember the letterer. Uh, I got it right here. Let me check. Um, Ed Dukeshire. So <laughs> yeah make sure that we all keep yeah it's, it's really really good <laughs> oh it's so it's good guys and the first trade should be out if it's not out it should be out soon since the seventh was uh, out yeah and there's only seven issues out so it's easy it's to supposed to be a mini so like it'll be a, it'll be a closed story don't right? say that oh I, I mean i thought it was a mini i thought i thought it went up to 12 <laughs> it's supposed to go up to 12 i don't know don't tell me that <laughs> I, was going to out the mini. I wanted to go forever i know i would love it to, to go forever too <laughs> So you you mentioned it yeah. that you 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 interviewed Stephanie Hans and you you recently did Ed Jed McKay like who who else have you gotten to talk to in the industry? Oh man, um, David and Drew, uh, the David Boer, Boer and uh, Drew Zucker who did um, Canto. Canto. Uh, that was our fir- that like was our animated. first interview. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our first interview, so that was really fun. Um, Frank Gogol. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man, we interviewed a lot of people. Like we we got really swamped with interviews at one point. We just interviewed people back to back to back. Rich um, Dewick, who Rich does Dewick. great horror, love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Justin Richards, who did Finger Guns, which we were really really attached to that comic. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, really super nice guy. Uh, oh, and um, uh, I can't believe I forgot about him. Oh my gosh. Oh, you put me on the spot and I forgot his name. Um, David Popose. Oh, yeah. Uh, David Popose is a really cool dude and he has the craziest taste. So when he makes books, he picks the weirdest ideas. So like he made a book called uh, Lock Lock and Coal or something like that. I'm trying to remember the name of it. But um, it's basically... um, Calvin and Hobbes grown up. So if Calvin grew up to be a hard nosed homicide detective and Hobbes is still his imaginary like friend, but he's like also his sidekick and he's like a grown cat and it's really grim and dark and bloody and <laughs> but it was done in this weird way and and then like he, he does these weird parodies of things, but like just not parody enough to make it goofy. Like the bad guy in the second arc is beetle bailey from the web from the comic strips <laughs> nice. he's like a he's like an army veteran that's all damaged and like it's really good um and then he also did his most recent book that was my first kickstarter actually that i ever backed was called the oz 
and it's about so Dorothy comes into Oz and kills the Wicked Witch and leaves. Well, there are, now there's a power vacuum, and she <laughs> took the wizard with her. Like what? What happens? You know? And so basically, her granddaughter goes back, and it's just it's just war everywhere's war, and the the Tin Woodman's all like decked out in new armor with a big axe, and um, it's just it's just really like again kind of grim, but I really love it, and just so cool. And the designs of all that was just so great. So yeah, David Propose is great. Um, a lot of people, but yeah, Stephanie Hans was good. Oh, and oh, we um, we interviewed uh, oh my god, Tim Seeley. That's right. Yes, we did. Yeah, that's awesome. We for did. Money Shot. Money Shot. Yeah, he's so great. <laughs> Money Shot's a great book by it. Um, but it's, yeah, uh, actually another call out. Tim like, Seeley was a great guy. Yeah, uh, Keith turned me on to too as well. Was Money Shot fantastic? Yeah. Program. If it's a, if it's a rated MA porn comic, then it's going to come from me, guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> When, uh, I felt we were buying it. It's all bagged up like a porno mag. I'm like, what? what is this? <laughs> <laughs> when uh, I was still collecting comics, um, there he he had a run on on Nightwing, I believe. And then in that in yeah. Nightwing, he he shouted out to Yuma about the guy. Like it was some criminals that Nightwing was kicking, like beaten up, and the guy was like, "I'm just trying to make it to Yuma or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when we when we um, actually when we interviewed him, we asked about Nightwing, and we had a discussion about Dick Grayson. But uh, because I was like, is Nick Grayson the only only male character that sexualized like female comic book characters, basically? Um, and then also he does Vampire the Masquerade for Vault. Oh my god! Big yes. plug for that book. And uh, he so just has an, he has a new book called The Bequest. By the way, that's also really good. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are your your fandoms? Oh god. <laughs> okay, so yeah. pro wrestling. Okay. How far <laughs> back? Are we going to the Raw era? I I started watching wrestling. Area? Yeah. Um, actually, the first episode of Raw I watched that I then, from that point forward, was a fan was actually the first appearance of Edge. Wow. Uh, so when he showed up, <laughs> I was watching and being like, who's this guy? this guy with cool long hair who looks hot you know what's up with this like and so from that point forward i was a fan and so when he had to retire which he's actually back by the way but when he gave his retirement speech it was emotional for me um but i've all i do have wrestling memories from before then um my earliest memory is uh undertaker versus hulk hogan i was a very small child at the time (laughs) i remember undertaker slammed hulk hogan's hand in the casket and i remember asking my father they're not allowed to do that, right? Like that's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my favorite wrestler of all time is Mr. Perfect. So he was pre-attitude era, but that's that's a retrospective respect I have for him. Um, <laughs> other than that, Marvel. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Um, just Marvel in general. Pretty much everything they, that they do. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. Big Dungeons and Dragons fan. Not just the game, but the lore. I'm, I'm a big. I, re- I read all the novelizations. So that's a huge uh, fandom for me. Um, and then I'm known as like a classic, like amongst the group, I'm known as kind of the classical literature nerd. So I'm a huge Arthurian legend nerd. I love Robin Hood. I love, I love a lot of those classic stories. I, I read Once in Future, uh, The Once in Future King by T.H. White, which is so dry and so hard <laughs> to get through. But, but, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and then... Just, you know, the typical things that most people are going to be fandoms of. I, I'm a pretty big Disney fan, but not the big ones. Like, I tend to like stuff like Jungle Book, mm. you know, um, and uh, Sword in the Stone. A obviously, Pooh fan, for sure. Oh, yeah, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is like my number one fandom, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I used to tell my friends that I associate with Winnie the Pooh because we're both blonde and chubby and all of our friends are psychopaths. <laughs> so, and you also like, don't wear pants? <laughs> I mean, it's cold. Not, not when I don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wayne the Pooh. Yeah, definitely good shout. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> That's why podcast so, buddies. Let's uh, let's break this down That's first. Right. For uh, uh did so you said you listened to to how how did this get made? Did you watch or did you listen to the episode where they talked about Chris Copeland, The Edge, his movie, the plane heist movie? Oh no, I will now. It's <laughs> such a like, bad I, movie. I watched it to just to go along with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it was it was a hard one to watch. Just just so oh you know, God. if you go around, if you're going to get around to watching that. 
Um, like one of my favorite episodes on there was uh, the Spice Girls when they just like talk about the Spice Girls, but it doesn't even <laughs> become a rip on the Spice Girls just because <laughs> how much they actually love the movie because it's a great fucking movie anyway. <laughs> it's funny how many people go back and rewatch that Spice World now and they just enjoy the hell out of it. Like it's a people great just, movie. Yeah, people talk about it. I've never seen it myself, but yeah, dude, enjoy it. It doesn't even know what the fuck it wants to be, but it's such. <laughs> it makes for a great movie. <laughs> um. Dungeons and Dragons book reading. Uh, there was another one in there that I wanted to to, to talk about. Oh, so Arthur, Arthurian mm-hmm. lore and Robin Hood. How do you feel about you know just about every two years we get a new movie having to do with each one of those subjects? Because it's all I'm it's actually, all pub- public domain, so that you can do whatever you want with it. I'm actually fine with it, and I'll speak specifically about Arthurian legend. Um, there's actually multiple different versions of Arthurian legend. There's no official version. And that's, of that's one thing we, we've talked about is like, there's like three different Nimways depending on what, what, what you're reading. So I'm like, it's so when people are like, well, this isn't really Arthurian legend. I'm like, there isn't really Arthurian legend. Like there's not a, a set canon. So I'm fine with it. I actually don't mind kind of crap movies in those worlds. I just like getting content from those worlds. That's cool. Um, so so the most recent Robin Hood, which was roundly trounced, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Now you're talking about um, the Joel Edgerton one, not Joel Edgerton. Uh, sorry, uh, Taron Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, anything Taron Edgerton's in, I'm probably gonna like. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I you know it's kind of goofy and dumb, but that's fine. It's supposed to be, you know, like. And I can't. I know a lot of people like a Knight's Tale, and I'm like. How can you like a Knight's Tale and then criticize this Robin Hood movie for being goofy? Like, because that's no one so knows stupid. Like, and, and, and his, uh, yeah. What was that? I have that book too, and I can't remember the name now. Canterbury Tales. Canterbury Tales. Thank you. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and, um, same thing with the new Arthur with, um, with Charlie Hunnam. I really liked it. Me and Liz both really enjoyed that. And people were like, oh, it's so dumb. I'm like, it's gonna be dumb like that's what this is don't you get that like i'm like the ones i don't like are the ones that take themselves too seriously like russell crowe's robin hood boo no <laughs> kevin costner prince of thieves i hated that movie oh geez like, well, what, about, just, what about the clive owen one arthur. i haven't even seen the clive owen uh, for arthur, for king arthur. yeah it's king oh, arthur oh Oh, um, it's got olivia wilde I, no no kira knightley as had, as had Reed richards Oh, I did have Reed Richards I in didn't it. watch it, actually. I, I did not watch okay. that one. Um, I think the best Robin Hood adaptation was the one the BBC did as a television show. It went three seasons. Um, it was it was excellent. I really enjoyed that. Did you check and, out the newest... Uh, uh, did you check out Cursed on Netflix? Yes. I know, again, I liked it. It wasn't great, but it was what it was, you know? like, And it was a cool, unique look at it. Cool, sure. It's not like... I mean, like, I'm the kind of person that can watch CW shows without taking them too seriously. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, why is this so dumb? I'm like, because it's the CW. What did you expect? Like, God, Powerful is going to be a mess. I can't wait. It's going to be so bad. Um, And then Arthurian Legend. I mean, honestly, nothing beats the miniseries with Sam Neill from back in the day. That was just incredible. I got to watch that. What about Merlin from the BBC? Um... I never got into it, and it was because at that time I was watching a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, I actually did attend a panel of theirs at Comic Con, nice. City of Comic Con, and was like, "Oh, this seems really cool. I'm going to dig this." But I was into so many shows at that point, so it just got kind of left on the wayside. Okay. I'm also like a romantic comedy nerd, so <laughs> you'll see that. That's one of the reasons I can stand garbage cinema, basically. <laughs> your turn, Jose. What's your? What are your fandoms? Uh, yeah, Marvel for sure. It's just been like part of my childhood since like forever. I really don't know what was this, the the deciding factor. I would love to know what it was like just to decide like if I'm gonna like double down on DC or just like stick with or be with Marvel. And it's like I guess it's always it was just always the characters, you know. It's written better. <laughs> I think I think, uh, I think for you it was Spider Man. I think it might have been Spider Man. I mean, I was a '90s kid, so the cartoons might have done it. Even like mm-hmm. some DC cartoons were there too, but yeah, it might have been Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah, because DC. Why have these? Yeah. DC doesn't have a Spider Man. They don't have that yeah. cool young hero. The closest they have is Nightwing, and he's cool, yeah. but he's he's in Batman's shadow. 
We've talked about this though um, in the past uh, when they did the DC versus Marvel thing. They had to make Spider-Man fight Superboy of all people. It was just like because oh, yeah. they don't have an equivalent, and I thought that was kind of weird. We're, we're not going to talk bad about Connor Kent here. Like that's that's one of my characters. <laughs> I think Spider-Man won that one too. Yeah, because it was yeah. popular vote, so they had to find a way for <laughs> yeah. going. It was hilarious. Um, another one, honestly, Pokemon. Pokemon has been part of my life for, okay. like ever. Yeah. Uh, it took me to like my adulthood to actually learn the the card games, actually know how to play the card games. So, man, I probably had some dope ass cards as a kid, but I was just collecting them. It's like, look what I got, but I never knew how to actually play it until recently. Like a buddy of mine, um, he was getting into it with his daughter, and it's like, hey, play with us. And it's like, yeah, actually, let me, let me go to shot. And it's just Magic the Gathering, just simplified, and for the most time, a lot more fun because it doesn't have to get too complicated where you're just stuck doing nothing and then you just lose because it's turn two and like the other opponent just has better cards. You can actually <laughs> play together. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, Pokemon is just, it's just fucking awesome. Uh, the, the game's just always been there. So I'm so excited for, too excited for uh, Pokemon Snap 2. That's just it's right around the corner yeah. and I can't wait to have it. I've just literally been screaming into the universe of why hasn't there been a Pokemon Snap 2? Why wasn't there a Pokemon Snap 2 for the Wii U when they even did? They actually they brought back Fatal Frame. You defeat ghosts by taking pictures of them. Use your property. It's right there. And we would finally get it. So I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, other fandoms? Shit. I don't know. I just I, I just like I like a lot of stuff. I was just... I guess I, for, I when I hear the word fandoms, it just it, it kind of hurts. I have to really think about it. I just had it's just, it's I just had such a burn with uh, on the HP property. And oh, that, you should say Lovecraft if you don't say Lovecraft. I don't know. Yeah, Lovecraft is like for sure is one I just like I always like love it. Like I always love like that the whole mythos, the whole like preaching to worshiping like the one true the one true dreamer. Uh, actually, uh, that's part of my LARPing. Uh, my first LARPing group, we were a cult that was that would worship. Uh, the great god Cthulhu, and we would just wreak havoc in the waste, and it was awesome in the name of Cthulhu. <laughs> um, you would, yeah, we would steal so little for the name of Cthulhu, and we would just gain so much love. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> uh, so you know, yeah, so fandom is just kind of weird for me. I just I like I like shipping stuff instead. So yeah. Okay, what's what's the newest shipping for you then? I mean, the one I would would love to see to to flourish is Kirishima and Bakugo in, in My Hero Academia. I would just. <laughs> Those those two boys are just are, are just meant for each other. <laughs> That's actually another great one. Is if there's one thing Hostway got me into, it's my hero. Like nice. like because Liz tried to get me into it and I refused. I had this whole <laughs> I have this whole thing with anime where I'm like I don't want to get yelled at when I'm watching anime, so that's why I don't watch stuff like Attack on Titan. And um, so we started doing this and Hostway is like, oh, I mean, I read my hero and I'm like, Oh no, now I got to read it. And so, and yeah, now I'm fully caught up. I've read all the spinoffs and everything. So if there's anything he got me into, it's my hero. And we, yeah, nice. we talk about that regularly. Okay. Yeah, which I, I'm honestly not an anime manga person. It's actually something I, I really picked up more, especially reading manga by the through podcasting. And that's actually really fucking dope. Cause it's so many stuff I've been missing out on. I mean, yeah. that it, it is one of those aspects of, of geekdom that I've never myself got into anime or manga or manga. Well, it became easy when because of Liz. So I get a shout out to Liz. Honestly, I wouldn't know how far back I'd be right now if it wasn't for Liz now being part of my life and like giving me like these little like life hacks. Like when she said the Shonen app is only two dollars and you can just read everything literally everything is like you know what let me try this out see if it's true i thought she was kind of lying it cannot be that that true like, it's too good to be true and yeah there's a shonen app it's just two dollars a month and you can read everything so yeah a little plug there for something that we're not sponsored by but <laughs> yeah. i don't care everybody should get this app it's so worth it okay so what's the end goal with podcasting for both of you is it is it eventually you know if if it could happen do you want to be just podcasters and quit your day jobs kind of thing? Or is it just more like, I'm only interested in keeping this as a hobby? That's a good one. I mean, it hasn't really, I mean, we, it's cool when he says like, yo, like fucking like we have issues as like, as gaining fucking traction. It's like, you know what? That is, it, honestly, it, it's good to hear. It's encouraging to, to still keep doing it. Even though if nobody's listening, I still just want to dump all my words of the stuff I just read. Cause it's not going to go anywhere else. So that's putting putting it out there, uh, but damn, like I don't, it'd be cool. Like it's kind of like a little dream to just like if we can just like live off of this. Like I'd, I'd be down for it. Yeah, um, I it's definitely like something I'd love to do for a living. 
I would love to do this. Uh, having done it for two years now, it's we talk about it every time. It's the thing we look forward to every week. Yeah. And like Hostway said, if no one listened to us and if the podcast folded, we'd probably have a weekly call where we would just talk about our comics. <laughs> you know, like like that's just how it is. That's what we do. So um, I'd love to do it. I love um, just getting access to a world that has been a part of my life or my entire life, comic books, and meeting people, um, interviewing them, seeing them, you know, give feedback to my reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like that. Um, personally, uh, I, I am a writer myself, and uh, when we did speak with David Popose, he mentioned that he started off as a comic reviewer, and he, you know, he wanted to... It's like, hey, maybe I'll make a comic book, you know? And then, so that's kind of how it got started. And I've always kind of wanted to write a comic. I've always kind of wanted to, like, do a lot of different things with my writing. And maybe that's the direction I want to go with it. Uh, definitely, you know, but I love I love broadcasting, too. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of fun. And, I mean, as long as I'm having fun, I'm going to do it. But if that leads to not having to have a day job and being able to put some more like focus into it and having fun with it and things like that. Yeah. By all means, I'll take that a hundred percent. Okay. It's time for the Hey Mitch question. If you could have one useless superpower and it has to be completely useless, what would it be? I've been thinking about this. We, um, we, we used to have, uh, in our friendship circle, we actually came up with useless superpowers for everybody. So I'm prepared <laughs> for this. Okay, um, good. One I really liked was, uh, this is the one I'm choosing, but I got to get it because I think it's funny. It's you can teleport anywhere you can see, but you're extremely short-sighted. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, useless superpower. I mean, completely useless. Um, yeah. I really liked, um, okay, so there's a novel series by Pierce Anthony, which is a fantasy series, and everybody has powers. And I really like that one, everybody has powers, but some of them are really cool and some of them are really worthless. And I really liked the one person, their only ability was they could point at a surface and make a dot. So literally their finger is basically a ballpoint pen and that's it. I've always really liked that. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like a yeah. laser pointer, but more, but it's permanent? Yeah, just you just make a dot. Just boop, dot. <laughs> like, just... It's so great in a world where, you know, all these people have these earth shattering abilities. It's like, I have this, you know, so I really like that. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's the problem is completely useless because I'm clever enough to come up with uses for things. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, but yeah, that'd probably be the one I'd pick. Okay. Uh, actually, man, right now, mine is a perfect example. Um, I wish I could just like grow my nails at my at free will <laughs> so i can just like paint them over when i want to uh when they get when they get too when they get too long they just get they start having like that tension on it and also i can't have them too long because like if i just want to play the bass like the nails just get like will have like that effect on it and just like fuck up the sound so i had like trim them like i did yesterday but yeah if i can just like willingly just grow them so i can just like yep and just paint them over for like the week i'd be so fucking happy <laughs> that's exactly the power that meg got on family guy when they got superpowers yeah the and way. they made a joke about it but i'd fucking be so happy about it <laughs> uh, i love it okay so we can find the two of you plus liz on we have issues every week uh you could also see listen to Hostway on jukebox vertigo where along with keith and guests <laughs> along with keith keith and guests where is it that they can find you online outside of those podcasts? On Twitter, I'm at Josue Reads Josue. Is there, is, wait, is, so is there a story behind that? No, uh, uh, <laughs> there was, there had to be like a name change uh, because um, <laughs> I had to get a new account. Okay, got you. And then, then, then like, I, was, <laughs> I couldn't use my old handle anymore. Uh, so I came up with a new one. And it's like, you know what? How can I pop out my name? And it's like, what do I do? Just like a, I just read nothing but comics. So, yeah, Hostway reads Hostway. And it's almost like a little internal. And it's like, you know what? I fucking love that name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. And if anyone, if anyone wonders, his original Twitter account died a noble death. It, 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 yes, it, it, it did, did the right thing. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about why, but you did the right thing, Hostway. So um, uh, you can find uh, our shows. We, we have a Twitter handle for both shows. So WHI podcast for We Have Issues. Uh, Jukebox, at Jukebox Vertigo for Jukebox Vertigo. Uh, you can find myself and Liz. We each have separate Twitter accounts at WHI Podcast Keith and WHI Podcast Liz. And then, of course, anywhere you can find Geek Elite. 
And uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm at Mitchpedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekleapmedia.com. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash geekleapmedia for exclusive material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. And whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us because it helps spread the word of our network. Now, this is the part that uh, we always have to end on. You guys you guys know how to, to end it with me? Absolutely. Yeah. I hope we got the timing good. (laughs) (laughs) But until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to Geek Geek Out. This concludes our broadcast. 